Sports and Stuff Podcast. Presented by Team Media. Here's your host, DTJ. After a much-needed month of rest and relaxation, we are finally back with an all-new edition of the Sports and Stuff podcast here on Team Media. For more information about the team, check out our website, www.theteam.media, and on social media, Facebook, Instagram, and yes, Twitter, at the Team LLC. We finally got that Twitter thing worked out, so tweet me today. Please tweet me. We're also available on your favorite podcast streaming service, including iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Google, literally everywhere. Wherever you get your favorite podcast, add us. I want to be one of your favorite podcasts wherever you get your other podcasts as well. Each week, we dive headfirst into the world of sports and pick a few topics I think will garner the most attention and conversation. We're always interested in your take and invite you to hit us up with it on social media, on our website, wherever you're listening to this podcast. I want to hear your take on our opinions. This week, I want to talk about those damn Yankees. Welcome back to the NFL and give my take on the NBA playoffs so far. But first, let's start with the best thing I've heard in sports this week. And I'll get a bit personal by saying this. There were two times in my life I've never contemplated suicide. I've never been that guy. Uh, But I will tell you this. There were two times in my life, Max, uh, Charlie, where it had if I had dropped dead, if I had gotten in a car accident, if I had somehow some way lost my life, I would not have cared. Uh, The one time was when I lost my brother, Basil. Uh, to a car accident. He died in a car accident in 1992 um, in Waco, Texas. And uh, I was incredibly, incredibly devastated. And I remember uh, probably the most irresponsible thing I've ever done in my life was that I got in my car and I was speeding down a literally main street in the middle of the night in High Point, North Carolina, going about 90 to 100 miles an hour. And I ran through like seven straight red lights. Um, I don't know how I didn't get pulled over by the cops. I don't know how I didn't cause an accident. Thank God I didn't hurt anybody. I didn't hurt myself. And I certainly thank God I didn't hurt anybody else. But I just wanted to die. I really did when I lost my brother because that's how devastated I was. The other time was when my mother died. And when my mother died and, you know, game one, the day of game one of 2017 NBA finals, I cannot speak to the level of devastation uh, that I had. And there was at least a year damn near almost two years where there was not a single day that went by that I did not cry. And I'm not talking about shedding a tear. I mean, cry because I was just so depressed and so distraught uh, that the greatest woman and the greatest human being that I've ever known was gone for my life. And especially being single um, and not married. One of the things that you wake up thinking about is that the person who loved you most and loved you so unconditionally is gone forever. And you sat back wondering about your life moving forward and how in God's name was I going to go on without her. But the- 
a person who needs absolutely no introduction. That's the sound of Stephen A. Smith, um, ESPN's award-winning personality, speaking in response to a story that broke earlier this week regarding Dak Prescott and his struggles with depression and anxiety. And I really just want to stop and take a moment and shout both Dak and Stephen A. out for bringing light to something that for whatever reason is still so taboo in our our culture. And I don't quite understand why, but that's the subject of mental illness or mental health. Rather you realize it or not, September is National Suicide Prevention Month. So you can expect there will be plenty of other superstars or celebrities speaking about the importance of mental health all through the month of September. And I tell you, it's more it's a subject that requires, in my opinion, more than just a month, a month long focus, especially when you consider there are hundreds of thousands, if not millions of people every year who die due to some mental illness. There are more people dealing with depression and anxiety or other mental illnesses than you may realize. And it's not always clear. It's not always visible. You just never know what's behind the mask that many people show the outside world. You just never know what a person is dealing with, especially in light of the pandemic, which has forced many people to retreat into a more solitary lifestyle. You just aren't outside as much as you may have been at one point. You're not getting as much sun. You're not having conversations with other adults or in your social circles. And for a lot of people, not being able to be around family as frequently as you may once have been able to, it's a lot. It's a lot to take in. And we've sort of been forced in this place. And, you know, a lot of places are starting to open back up, but it's a slow process. And with it has come some some really pervasive mental health challenges for a lot of people. So we need to be sensitive and mindful. We just don't know what people are going through. And the simplest thing you can do, and I've heard other people talk about this, pick up the phone and call someone, just say hi, just check on a friend, check on a family member, check on someone you haven't spoken to in a while. You don't, you may not realize how much good um, you're doing in the moment. And if you or someone you know is dealing with any sort of mental illness, you don't have anyone to talk to, I just implore you to do some research, reach out. There are a number of wonderful resources all around you who are just available and and able to help help you navigate through this particular season of your life. It's just a season. It's only temporary. You don't have to suffer, especially in silence. So... We'll take a quick break, everyone, and then we'll jump into this week's episode. So keep it tuned here. If you're worried your friend may be struggling, remember, you don't have to be there to be there. You can say how are you will get a fake tattoo. You can ask with an app if it works for you. You could chat on the game, kick off your flip flops. You can ask on your couch while you binge watch. Reach out to a friend about their mental health. Learn how you can help at SeizeTheAwkward.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council, American Foundation for Suicide Prevention, and the Jed Foundation. 
America. Your children have an amazing superpower. That's right. They can help save lives by simply washing their hands. Just 20 seconds of thorough hand washing after they've coughed or sneezed or been outside can help fight against the dastardly spread of germs. Armed with only soap and water and hands, your superhero can protect you, your family, and everyone out there in America land. Amazing. Find out more at coronavirus.gov. A message from the CDC and the Ad Council. Sports and Stuff Podcast is presented by Team Media. Check us out on the web, theteam.media, or on social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at The Team LLC. When you put the pinstripes on, you're not just putting a baseball uniform on. You're wearing tradition and you're wearing pride. And you're going to wear it the right way. You know what really grinds my gears? Right now, it's the New York Yankees. And y'all going to have to forgive me because I'm about to rant. And I'm going to rant because I really do love the Yankees. I've been a Yankee fan my whole life. And those of you who read my MLB article and you listened to the podcast I did right at right as we entered the Major League Baseball season, I predicted that the Yankees would be the team to beat. Boy, I couldn't look more foolish now, could I? Especially with the team teetering. I literally mean teetering on the brink of not making the playoffs. Do you realize if the playoffs started today, the Yankees are in the eighth spot in the AL. And that's only because they won both games of the doubleheader on Friday. I mean, I just did not see this coming. And I should have. I should have because you could literally write an article every single year called What's Wrong with the Yankees and just change the year. 17, 18, 19, and now 2020. And much as the story was in 2019, they're injury prone. Now, I don't want to go all into why they may be injury prone if they need to get a new strength and conditioning coach. I I just I don't want to go down that that rabbit hole because I can already hear you Boston Red Sox fans out here pontificating that you reversed the curse and yada, yada, yada. That's bull. All right. It's absolute bull. What's also bull is the money that the Yankees organization has put out for top talent that cannot stay on the field. I just, I don't understand. And I'm not even going to go through the trouble of calling out certain people because really this is about the whole damn team. I need you guys to get it together. Now, Garrett Cole has been worth his weight in gold. He has been the ace that many Yankees fans like myself have been saying over the past couple of years the Yankees need to pretty much power them through the playoffs. I didn't think hitting would be the issue. Giancarlo Stanton, Aaron Judge, Glaber Torres, add your favorite hitter. I, I, I don't understand why the Yankees don't average five runs a game. I, I, just, I just don't for the life of me. And I'm sure some of you who are probably a little bit smarter and more in tune to the intricacies of baseball could educate me on what's really going on with the scoring. But in, in all honesty, I just don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. 
I'm one of those fans. I don't really care for the excuses or the pontification or any even slightly intellectual explanation you can give me. It's just not acceptable. It's not. I need them to get it together. And at this stage in the game, I don't care if they go to the playoffs as an eight seed. And funny enough, as the eight seed, they would get the Oakland A's in round one. So my wife, um, who for whatever reason is an anti-Yankees person, and I, I don't even understand how that happens, she told me the other night that she's planning to root for either the Giants or the A's. I mean, come on, Yankees. You can't have me look bad to an A's fan. You, you, you just... You just You can't do that to me. I know you have hundreds of millions of fans around the world. This is me talking. I've been I've been rocking with you guys since 1978. And trust me, you were horrible in 1978. Maybe not 78, but you were horrible in the early 80s. The Don Mattingly era. You were horrible. You might have actually won the World Series in 78. But that's neither here nor there. I need you to win the World Series now in 2020. You have the guns to do it. You have the pitching. You have the hitting. You have the bullpen. Ari, if you're not at least in the ALCS, and I'm just going to go out on a limb and say this, if you're not in the ALCS this year, this 60-game season-shortened year, this coronavirus-infected year, then there needs to be changes from the top down. We need to look at coaching, all coaching, not just Aaron freaking Boone, but but everyone. Like, everyone's job is up for inspection, as far as I'm concerned. There's just no reason to have this much hitting, this much depth at hitting, this much depth at pitching with an ace Okay, with an ace and we can't get past the eighth position. No, I'm sorry. Most of the years I can just kind of accept it as the condition of things that happen. You know, a 180 game season is a lot to maneuver through. It's a marathon season. This is 60 games. You understand what I'm saying? You had three months, 60 games to get it together and not even have to deal with with all of the things that normally come with being a superstar, signing autographs, dealing with fans, getting tickets for people. All, you, the season was literally set up for you to just have to focus on the game. That's all you have to do. And you mean to tell me you can't do better than eighth? Not acceptable. Not acceptable. And I know some of you non-Yankee fans will probably just laugh and say, oh, he's just having a fit. But I guarantee you, every hardcore, true-to-the-bone Yankee fan agrees wholeheartedly with what I'm saying. We may differ on what we think the issue is, but the bottom line is, this type of performance is not acceptable. So get it together. You got a couple of weeks left. If you can move up to sixth or fifth, I'll feel as if I've been heard. But by no circumstances will I accept you not making the playoffs. Just not trying to hear it. (sighs) Okay, I just had to get that off my chest. We'll take a quick break. Keep it tuned here. 
If you're worried your friend may be struggling, remember, you don't have to be there to be there. You can say how are you or get a fake tattoo. You can ask with an app if it works for you. You could chat on the game, kick off your flip flops. You can ask on your couch while you binge watch. Reach out to a friend about their mental health. Learn how you can help at SeizeTheAwkward.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council, American Foundation for Suicide Prevention, and the Jed Foundation. Hey, so what's a great way to spread awareness that driving high is illegal everywhere? A catchy song, of course. You can run, but you can't drive high. You can run, but you can't drive high. Friendly reminder, don't drive high. If you feel different, you drive different. Brought to you by NHTSA and the Ad Council. Here, we talk sports and stuff. Join the conversation, www.theteam.media, or Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at The Team LLC. If you head over to our website, theteam.media, you'll notice a blog post that I put up on Thursday talking about my predictions. Well, most most of what I thought were the, the key storylines coming into this 2020 season. I, I didn't give at the time what I thought the Super Bowl matchup would be. I thought it would be incredibly foolish in week zero <laughs> of the, the season to even broach the subject of Super Bowl contenders. But I do talk about just some teams to watch. Um, I talk about the one 13 win team I anticipate this year. And I know some of you are going to read it and just roll your eyes and be like, really, really them. But I also give my rationale. And as you'll read, it was more about strength of schedule. But but definitely take some time and read that article. Thursday night's game with the Texans and the Chiefs was just a welcome sight for me, just a, a welcome return to the game of football, albeit under very weird and awkward circumstances. There weren't a lot of people in the stadium in Kansas City. But regardless of that, I really just enjoyed that game. Of course, the Chiefs won it 34 to 20. And the game wasn't really even that close. It was a couple of late touchdowns by the Texans in the fourth quarter that made that score seem as if it was more competitive, but just an overall dominant performance by the Chiefs, a dominant performance by their by their rookie running back, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, who ran as if he still played with LSU. Uh, kid is just dynamite, and I'm really hoping that he has a great season. Um, Patrick Mahomes had a killer game, three touchdowns, I think uh, 75% completion rate, 129.3 QBR, just starting the season off on a phenomenal, phenomenal foot. So as I think about the 2020 season, I do want to caution everyone about making wild predictions about how this season is going to go. And yeah, a part of it is the unpredictability of the coronavirus and the impact it may have on the season and its ability to even go through a full schedule. But really, 
it's the lack of the preseason that really has me a bit concerned. Now, I have, at least for the last couple of years, been a fan of a shortened preseason. Just because there are so many injuries year over year that come from the preseason. But you also have to look at why there have been so many injuries. Take even the last 10 preseasons. And it's really about the conditioning of the players and the condition that they come in more than it is schemes that they may run or the complexity of drills or things like that. It's all about game shape. So while I'm a fan of a shortened preseason in terms of games played, I'm also a big proponent about uh, conditioning and strength um, for players coming into a season. And especially with the conversations about lengthening the season, that's more competitive games, even if it's just one or two, that's just going to take more of a toll on the body. So as we think about that conversation about shortening the season, we also have to have a similar conversation about strength and conditioning for players. I also would caution people this particular season about like as I, as I said, wild predictions about how the season's going to go. Because that lack of preseason is going to cause a lot of teams to need a few weeks just to get their rhythm and their cadence together, especially those offenses that just rely on a certain amount of timing. So week one isn't going to tell us a whole lot. And I know a lot of you have probably already been on social media declaring that Patrick Mahomes is going to be the the 2020 MVP. Slow down a minute. Just slow down a minute. Week one is not going to tell us a whole lot. Every team in the league is fresh as of week one. Every team in the league has the same shot at the Super Bowl week one. And really what week one is, is teams getting out the energy, getting out the nerves, getting out the mistakes, shaking off the cobwebs, getting a feel for real live competition again. Week two and beyond will start to tell us the story about the teams that have the best systems in place, the teams that have good recovery systems, teams that have good film study and teams that make better adjustments week to week. That's going to start to tell us the story about those teams that really have the better shot at being playoff teams and then the eventual Super Bowl participants. So I'm excited. I'm going to hold off giving any sort of Super Bowl prediction until near the middle of the season, just because, again, I think the first four weeks are an unofficial preseason for a lot of teams. And after that point, the picture will start to be clear. We'll start to see like who really has a legitimate shot. So I just urge a lot of you who are in that business to just take some time, to let things play out to a point before we start to pontificate and prophesy about what will happen. But overall, I'm excited. Um, there's a part of me that is, you know, rooting for the health and safety of the players above anything else. I think if the NFL is able to get through their full season with not very many coronavirus cases, then it will be a success regardless of the final two teams at the Super Bowl. I just think health and safety have to be at the top of every sports league leader, commissioner, director, 
in this country. You have to have the player's safety as your number one concern, because these are men with families, they are brothers, their sons, their fathers, and they have families who want them to return home to them safe and sound. So that's my prayer for the players. Stay safe, stay sound. Some players coming down with the coronavirus during the year, it's just an unavoidable reality. But hopefully even for those who do happen to contract it, Let's do our best to keep them safe and to return them to some form of 100% health as much as we can. There's still so much we're learning about the virus, which is why I think a lot of players have decided to kind of sit this season out. And as we think about those players who made that decision, let's not think of them as selfish or scared, but really more so as responsible. They're making a decision that their life And especially their life after football is more important. And I just think you have to respect that decision. One thing I do also want to throw out there in response to NFL Madden deciding to re-put Colin Kaepernick back in the game is if we'll go through this season with Colin Kaepernick signed to a team. And there have been a lot of conversations over the last couple of years. I know there's really strong opinions across the whole NFL diaspora about if he should or should not be on a team. I personally would love to see Colin play and offer some meaningful contribution to a team, especially a playoff team. But it's an open question, and it's been an open question for a couple of years, and I sort of think in my own mind, if it doesn't happen this season, it may not happen, which is why I'm so interested in seeing if a team will step out, especially in this environment where, you know, we don't yet have fans in the stadium. If your concern is about the reaction that he'll get from fans, if if your concern is about you know, testing if he's really game ready. He's been out of the league, what, some four seasons, I think. I'll I'll have to do the research on that. If you're concerned, if he's still in NFL shape, if the workout that they quote unquote staged for him last year didn't show you what you wanted to see, then I think this is just a good environment to give Colin a test run, especially if you're in need of a quarterback. And there are a lot of teams that rather they will admit this or not, they need a quarterback. I just, I want to see him get a legitimate shot, not a stage shot, not a publicity shot, like a real shot. And to allow his talent to tell the story if he belongs in today's NFL or not. But even if no team picks him up or keeps him for a full season, I would love to see him in an NFL uniform for some point. And not just symbolically, um, Although that is a part of it, but also just because he's a legitimate NFL quarterback who can make a contribution and we can let that be that. So anyway, here's to a successful 2020 NFL season. Again, we'd love to hear your take. Let us know. Hit us up on social media, Facebook, Instagram and Twitter at the Team LLC and let us know what you think about that. All right. One final break and then we'll be back to wrap this show up. Keep it tuned here. If you're worried your friend may be struggling, remember, you don't have to be there to be there. 
You can say how are you or get a fake tattoo. You can ask with an app if it works for you. You could chat on the game, kick off your flip flops. You can ask on your couch while you binge watch. Whatever, whatever, Reach out to a friend about their mental health. Learn how you can help at seizetheawkward.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council, American Foundation for Suicide Prevention, and the Jed Foundation. Adopt US Kids presents What to Expect When You're Expecting A Teenager Learning the Lingo GOAT G-O-A-T Acronym Stands for Greatest of All Time As in Spaghetti Sandwiches for Dinner They're my fave Dad You're the GOAT You don't have to speak teen to be a perfect parent Thousands of teens in foster care will love you just the same Visit AdoptUSKids.org Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services Adopt US Kids and the Ad Council here, we talk sports and stuff. Join the conversation, www.theteam.media, or Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at The Team LLC. I guarantee you, Bucks, Raptors, Eastern Conference Finals. Come on, big bucks. Let's go, let's go. Stop! Stop! In your last bit. So, what I really meant to say is game one of the Eastern Conference Finals starts Tuesday night from TD Garden in Boston, where the Heat... The Miami freaking Heat will play the Boston Celtics for the Eastern Conference Championship. Yeah, so not quite the matchup I had in any inclination. And it's no disrespect to Jimmy Butler and the Heat. They are a deserving participant in the Eastern Conference Finals. But come on, Milwaukee. I mean, I have no other reason to root for Milwaukee and any other thing. I don't drink Milwaukee beer. I'm not a Brewers fan. Actually, are the Brewers even still playing? Is that really even a team anymore? Do the Milwaukee Brewers exist? I don't watch Laverne and Shirley. I have no reason to root for Milwaukee other than Giannis, whose last name I won't even botch on my show. But anyway... It is what it is. Congratulations, Miami. Boston, you probably should have been there a couple of seasons now. It's good to see Kemba Walker and and team get it together and pretty much be where you guys belong. So I'm, I'm happy for Boston. Over in the West, unless something really dramatic happens, Lakers Clippers, the one seed and the two seed, just as it should be. I know some people were concerned about the Clippers blowing that 16-point lead the other night, it's not going to happen twice. Kawhi is not going to let it happen twice. The Rockets-Lakers series, everyone was pontificating after game one that it was going to be a sweep. (laughs) Right, a sweep. Like, you're going to sweep LeBron in year 17. You're going to sweep Anthony Davis. In year 17, I knew right then and there, I knew right then and there, it was just going to wake the Lakers up and that we would see who they really are. 
And who they really are is leading 3-1 in that series um, with a closeout game scheduled game five on Saturday night. So by the time we come on the air next time, Lakers, Clippers, I'm all about it. And I'm excited to see it. Overall, happy to see the NBA able to put a successful product out, keep their players safe and have us now in the midst of a very absolutely thrilling NBA playoff season. So success all the way around. Let us know who you think is going to win. Who do you think is going to come out of the East? Who do you think is going to come out of the West? What do you think that finals championship series will look like? And who do you think will win again? Join the conversation. Hit us up. Social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, at the team LLC. Hit us up on our website, theteam.media. Anywhere you see the team, let us know your thoughts about our topics. So that's going to do it for this edition. We look forward to you guys connecting with us next week. Same time, same channel. And until then... You can do it! You can do it! You can do it! You can do it! Oh yes we can! And yes we will!